Welcome Wildcats to another edition of the Weber State Weekly Game Day Show. I'm AC and I'm joined by my guys, Dustin Chappie Chapman. No football today, at least no Weber State football, but still plenty of football to watch. And we got a special guest as well for this second game day show ever. We got not only an all-decade Weber State Wildcat wide receiver, we got one of the best Wildcat wide receivers of all time, Cameron Livingston. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing today? Thank you. Hey, we're happy to have you. So to, on today's show, we got la- our thoughts on last week's game against Idaho State. We're going to be looking ahead to next week against UC Davis since we've got a bye week today. And we're going to fly around the sky taking a look at what's going on in the Big Sky Conference today. But first, want to remind everybody to subscribe to Weber State Weekly wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're going to be there. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Or you can go to WeberStateWeekly.com and listen to our podcasts there. Also want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at Weber State Weekly, Instagram at Weber State Weekly. And again, you can visit our website where we have tons of Wildcat content going on all the time. We got a blog that's got a ton of good stuff there. Go check it out, WeberStateWeekly.com. Also want to remind you that today's show, as are all of our shows, brought to you by Wildcat Rack. You can get all your officially licensed Weber State gear at WildcatRack.com. And we're thankful for their partnership. All right, fellas. So today we got to take a look back at last week, Idaho State, our non-rival, the Bengals up in Pocatello. We head up north, we play Idaho State and win 49-21. I kind of want to get you guys general thoughts on the game. Chappie, let's start with you. What do you think about the Bengal beatdown? You know, I rewatched the game last couple of days. I'm happy with the result. You know, we've talked a little bit about uh, our quarterback situation on prior podcasts. I'm, I'm very happy with the result. There's a ton of things to improve. And and that seems obvious. We can get into those in a minute, but it's a good game. It's a good way to knock the rest off. It was a good opponent to knock the rest off with. Um, I see a lot of good things coming from, from, from that, from that particular Idaho state game. And Cam, I want to go to you. You had a chance to take a look at the, game against Idaho State. What are your overall thoughts and impressions from that one? So my overall thoughts, um, I was I was kind of surprised to see them come out a little slow, but um just because I you know I thought they were they've been they have been sitting around for so long, but that that could be also the reason why they started a little slow. Um but as far as watching the game go along, um I caught up right around the second second half or second quarter I should say and just to watch them make the plays over 25 yards, uh, the plus 25 yard plays. Um, I enjoy watching that. That that shows me that they're efficient. Um, and especially towards the end of the game when that run started to open up for them. Um, and I'm not sure who the new young running back is, um, but I like him as well behind Josh Davis. Yeah, young running back, probably referring to Dante McMillan from Washington, redshirt freshman ran for two touchdowns on the day, had a big day from him. I'm with Cam on this one. Cam's a guy who knows a little bit about explosive plays. And we saw some of that from Weber state in this last game. It's a little bit of a change from what we've seen in years past, right? Where I mean, the last couple of years, we didn't really see the explosive plays from Weber state. We, we kind of saw a ground and pound attack from the wildcats, but this time, I mean, we were seeing home runs from the backfield with guys. I mean, Josh Davis 
caught a ball out of the backfield, a, a long touchdown pass, had guys making long runs with Daniel Wright, Josh Davis, both breaking off big runs. And then you had long passes to T-Mac, you had a, a long pass to David Ames and to Rashid Shaheed as well. And so I think the offense showed that it's plenty explosive and they've got the ability to score at pretty much any time. Another big thing, another big note, a talking point amongst Wildcat fans is the fact that we started a freshman, a true freshman at quarterback, right? Bronson Barron coming in, throwing for over 300 yards, being named Big Sky Player of the Week. Chappie, it was a bit of a surprise for us seeing Bronson Barron taking snaps for us with the first team. Absolutely it was. And I've... I've put a lot of thought into this over the, over the week as we've kind of digested the game and discussed it. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I, I just think about how good he had to be in practice to, to beat the resume out uh, of Randall Johnson. You know, I mean, the kid had to be lights out and we saw it in the game. He was lights out in the game. I mean, they, he had a, a slow start. There were a few balls that were underthrown, but um, th- to me, that's the surprising thing to be a kid you know, he's a freshman, but he's, he's, he's an old freshman as we like to, to do here in Utah. You know, he's, he's, he, he's right off of a mission. He's, he's a freshman and, and, and there's a, a, you know, a junior transfer quarterback in the room. And, and this kid in order to beat that, I think just had to be lights out in practice. Obviously there was really no media access to practice. So we didn't get to see it, but to me, that's what had to, as I've thought about this more and more, that's what had to lead to him landing the starting position and he sees the day. He was good. You know, his outside of those few throws that he underthrew and things like that. Once after that first quarter got through and they started feeling more comfortable, he was lights out. He made all the throws that we needed. And it clearly, very clearly is part of Matt Hammer's new offense to have home run plays. I mean, that is completely obvious. And, and the kid can make them. He can make those throws. And that's that's excellent. Now, Cam, I kind of want to ask you about Bronson as well. thought he had a really good game against Idaho State, threw for over 300 yards. Now, people believe that Idaho State is probably on the lower end of things in the Big Sky Conference. Do you think that this kind of game is something that Bronson Barron, something that this Wildcat offense can sustain going forward against perhaps some tougher opponents? I believe he can definitely sustain it um, going forward. Um, even though he is a young freshman, um, during that game, you kind of watched him settle in and get comfortable uh, throwing that ball, releasing it. Um, some of those those balls were just on the money in stride. Um, yes, I believe Idaho State is on the lower end of uh, the big sky, but just by the way he played and for him to get that that nod to start, I believe he he can handle those big games. Now, I kind of want to shift the focus to some different position groups. We've been talking a little bit about the quarterback, but I want to shift the focus a little bit. And Chappie, I want to talk to you a little bit about this defense. I think I'm a little bit higher on this defense than uh, some other people in in Wildcat Nation, right? Uh, Weber State did give up over 300 yards passing. On the other hand, Vanderwall only completed 40% of his passes. Weber State's also able to get three turnovers on the day, five or six sacks. Can't remember exactly. And so I want to get... Chappie, I want to get your overall impressions on how the defense played. Do you think that it was good enough or do you think they're going to have to improve throughout the season? So the defense was good enough on Saturday and that's okay. Um, In a Jay Hill coached football team, to me, there is no need to worry about defensive play. 
Okay. It's going to improve. It's going to be what it needs to be because it's got the head coach calling the plays. <laughs> okay. He, he is the head coach and also the defensive coordinator. Uh, they will improve to what they need to be. I don't, I don't have any worry about that. If they, if they quote unquote struggled on Saturday, which they really didn't. I mean, they, they gave up some points, but it was kind of after the, the outcome of the game was in question. Um, all it is, is just motivation for them to improve. I, I have no concerns that our defense, which has been the strong point of our team for how many years now is going to continue to be that. You know, I went on the Big Sky Big Takes podcast this last week and they asked me what surprised me about this defense. And I said, you know, we lost two All-Americans on defensive end. You had Jonah Williams, who's in the NFL, and Adam Rodriguez, who was phenomenal for us last year, big defensive playmaker for us. And we reloaded, right? And that was the big thing for me was that we were seeing pressure come from all over the place, tons of different guys getting into the backfield and causing pressure. And so for me, I mean, was it picture perfect? It wasn't picture perfect, but I mean, they got five or six sacks. They got three turnovers on the day. How much more can we really ask of these guys? So Cam, I kind of want, I want to toss it to you now. We'll shift focus. You're a wide receiver. You know, wide receivers, you know what it takes to succeed at a high level as a wide receiver. You're a two-time all big sky selection. And so I want, I want to ask you what you think about our current group of wide receivers. The panel here at Weber state weekly is really high on this group, but I want to get your take on it. So um, I'm very high on this group as well. Um, most of them uh, I saw come in as freshmen. Um, and just watching them develop as well. Um, I really do like to see them when they're out there playing one-on-one, which I think Idaho State made a very big mistake leaving them out there um, one-on-one with cornerbacks. Uh, Rashid Shahid, um, the speed, um, that's his blazing. He's going to blow by past anyone. Uh, and then you have Ty McPherson on the other side who people probably line up against him and won't think he's going to blow by them, but he definitely will. Um, he's a deep threat as well. Then I'm um, watching David Ames in the slot um, work the linebackers and safeties, and um, and David and David loves to block too. So I'm I'm very high on David Ames. David David doesn't mind getting his his nose dirty. He's one of the smaller wide receivers out there as well. Um, but I'm very high on this group, and I, I I think they're a very explosive group as you can see. Um, I mean those three right there, I believe they all caught passes over thirty yards this past game. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal work from them. Just really great stuff. We saw. Uh, Shahid take a little bit more of an, an increased role in the offense. He was getting more targets throughout the day, caught two tutties as well, which I love Yes, yes. Then, I mean, <laughs> to think about it. We were stayed through for over 300 yards and we were missing Devin Cooley, who was our leading receiver from last year and Randall Grimes, who's he's waiting on a waiver, hoping that he can hop in and, and make an impact this season, but highly rated transfer coming in from UNLV, who is mountain West conference newcomer of the year. So it just feels like this wow. offense is stacked and there's yeah. weapons at every position. Everybody's going to be seeing single coverage all day. And I, Hey, you know, I love that. You know, yes. I love that. <laughs> So the, the, the single coverage is so interesting to me, right? Like, is that where we force teams to go? Like, because there's so many weapons on the receiving core, is that what's going to happen, Cam, that we, the teams get forced into single coverage? Because if that's what it is, I mean, Rashid's going to just, he's going to blow by guys all season. Yes. I mean, I, I believe all season that that will happen. I mean, when you have a running back in an old line, like we have, um, I mean, it's going to do nothing but open up for the receivers. They have to load the box or they have to, step back. So, <laughs> so Cam, what, I mean, when you're facing up against a defense, you're a guy who is 
who defense had to put like kind of the focal point on, they put the spotlight on you at times. Do you think it's tougher to beat single or maybe shadowed coverage, double coverage or a zone coverage? Which, which do you think was harder for you to, to beat and to find some space in? Um, I would say um, definitely anytime you go double coverage um, with the safety help over top, it's going to be a little harder Um, your window for the ball is a little bit smaller. Um, but I would say anytime uh, I was, pretty much on the island because I was an ex receiver like Rashid is on the backside. Um, I like that a lot. Just being, you know, one-on-one, you know, maybe they have some safety help, but one-on-one, you know, man-on-man is how I like to play it. And what was your favorite route to run? Um, my favorite route probably would have to be the post route, to be honest. <laughs> the post? And so, yeah. so what, how would you get the green light from the quarterback? Would y'all just look at each other and like, would you, would he give you a wink or would he give you a thumbs up? And you just knew that that was a post route? Oh man. Um, honestly, half the time when, before I line up and I, I check the coverage and I, I'm looking at the quarterback, like, yeah, they, we're about to go ahead and go for it. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. And this team, you know, it, it feels like we got a lot of guys who can run those deep routes and give us those explosive plays. So I want to shift the focus. I mean, we've got the bye week today, unfortunately, but of yeah. course we're still bringing you good Weaver state coverage. And so I want to shift the focus to next week. We got UC Davis next week. So Davis, they they're up against Idaho today, head coach, Dan Hawkins, but Cam, first I want to ask you a little bit. You had a barn burner against Davis when you were at Weber State, didn't you? Yes, we did. Oh, man, that was a, that was a nail-biter, definitely. That was a big-time um, game out there. I believe we were trying to go maybe maybe 500 at the time um, on the record. So, Yeah, so Davis, I mean, that's a team that's – they've had some success in recent years. They were a playoff team in 2018. They were seeded in 2018. And then last season in 2019, they were – Fairly disappointing. They underperformed by a lot of people's standards. They spent a lot of time in the top 25 polls, but that might've been more off of reputation than actual performance. So Chappie, I, I want to get your take on the Aggies. What do you think Weber state needs to improve from the Idaho state game going in to this game, the home opener against UC Davis? Good question. Um, I, I think you coaches always say that you see the most improvement between game one and game two. And, and I think that's, what's going to be the case here, you know, and uh, it's a better opponent. You know, we, we, we've talked about UC Davis. They, uh, you know, they were seated six in 2018. Uh, it, last year it was so weird. It just, it was like they were snake bit. And every time they had a decent opponent, they just, just couldn't do it. It was like everybody was expecting them to, to break out and they couldn't, but they have a good coaching staff. Dan Hawkins has brought a lot there. Um, if, if you're ready to say what needs to improve, um, I would say, and I, and I hesitate to say this, I think the running game, I don't want to say it needs to improve because we did really well. Right. But the, we, we did struggle on a lot of runs that weren't breakout plays. You know, there were a lot of one and two yard rushes and a lot of third down and two where we got stopped, you know? And so if that's the thing, I mean, we have the horses in the backfield to, to run all over whoever we, we want. And it seems apparent that that is not the offense that coach Matt Hammer wants to run this year, which I think is great. I'd love, I love seeing the balance. Uh, but when we do choose to run, uh, if, there's, if there's a thing that I think we need to improve, it's it's that we need to be a little bit more uh, pragmatic and still be able to pound the ball like we do, like we did last year. Yeah, the running game, the stats 
against Idaho State ended up looking pretty good. We had uh, Daniel Wright who busted off a big run. I think it was 61 yard run. Uh, Josh Davis broke out a 64 yard run. And guess what? Those two happen to be the two leading rushers in the entire Big Sky Conference. And most of that's due to those two runs, kind of like you were saying, Chappie, where it's we had a couple home runs. But then outside of those home runs, it was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, Cam. What about you looking at this UC Davis team and, and what they bring to the table? What do you think the Wildcats need to do to, to take their game to the next level against the Aggies? Um, well, me, I personally like to see that quarterback still um, step up and play at an even higher level the next game. Um, I believe um, that'll be a big major role in on whether they win or lose. Um, just, you know, cause I don't say, like we said before, it's a little bit of a lesser team. UC Davis is a better team. And I would like to see um, Bronson come in there and, uh, you know, still take the reins and still play strong as well. Yeah, for sure. If he's able to step it up even higher from what he did against Idaho State, then this Weber State team is just going to turn into a buzzsaw. And it's hard to imagine someone who's going to come in and beat him. So UC Davis, they just lost their starting quarterback with Jake Meyer, who graduated, ended up going on to the CFL. So there are some question marks for UC Davis. And, and I think that that might be a little bit of a struggle for Weber State. I mean, it almost seems like we won't know what to expect, but I do think that Weber state is the more talented of the two teams, right? So Weber state's been receiving number one votes in polls. And so it, it's tough to imagine Weber state struggling too much against Davis, especially where it's going to be the home opener. You're going to have the crowds there. We're going to Weber state's going to allow the biggest crowd in the big sky conference. 5,000 fans are going to be allowed, which is more than any other team in the big sky conference this season. So I, I feel confident about where Weber state's going to be going in this game. Um, I feel like, I feel like they're going to have success. I feel like Bronson Barron's going to be able to throw the ball still. Just too many weapons for Weber State at receiver, at running back. And uh, I, I really feel like the Wildcats are going to have a lot of success in this one. It'll be a good one. It's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to being at the stadium. <laughs> it'll be yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, the, the good thing is, and, and obviously we're – you know, we are recording this because there's a bye week, but we're going to get to see what UC Davis is today as they're playing Idaho. That's, that's going to be the big thing. Uh, they'll have their game and, and, you know, next week we'll be able to give a much better gauge on uh, an, an in-depth breakdown on what this is going to be. Chappie, you going to be tailgating? I'm planning on being there. Come on by. All right. Chappie's going to be there today in the parking lot tailgating. So stop yeah. on by, come say hi. Chappie will be there and maybe he'll give you something. Who knows? All right. So let's uh, enough Aggie talk for now. Let's shift our focus. Cam, one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on was because you were recently named to the Weber state, uh, Weber state weekly all decade football team. One of the three wide receivers who ended up making that team. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit about, about that. What, what does that mean? for you and for past Wildcats to, to see that and remember that, or, or know that Weber state fans still remember y'all and that we still appreciate y'all. Yeah, honestly, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, we are out there playing every Saturday and every, and all. So just to see that people still know your name and, and remember you and are thinking of you um, and still think that you're one of the best for the decade. It, it definitely means a lot. And it, I, I told all my friends about it, my dad, everybody, I told them, Hey, I made the decade team. So I really do. Uh, 
do hold it to a high standard. Yeah. That's good. And we just had Joe Hawkins on the show and he was telling me that y'all were talking a little bit, going back and forth, talking about the all decade. <laughs> so Cam, I, I kind of took the point on the all decade team. I want to know, did I screw it up? Um, did it no, look honestly, all right? Did I screw it, it up? It looks all right with me. You know, of course there's always those honorable mentions that, you know, you can interchange, but I, I definitely think you, you hit it pretty, pretty much on the head. Yeah. So we mentioned a few of those honorable mentions with Joe when he came on our show, right? I think we'd named Stephen Cantwell. Chappie, is that right? You had Stephen Cantwell? Yes, absolutely. So we got Stephen Cantwell. We had Bo Bolin. We had Felipe Sitaki. Okay. Trey Johnson. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm going off the top of my head here. Joe had one more. Joe had one more. I can't remember who. The running back. He threw it in right at the end. Yes. Was it CJ? I, I can't remember. It was CJ Tuckett. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we okay. go. So I think those were the honorable mentions we had. Cam, I got to ask you, you got any honorable mentions for us? Mm, now, now was, was Jonah Williams on, on that defensive list? Jonah Williams was yes. Okay. Okay. just wanted to make sure. Cause I was, I was asking, I'm like, it was Jonah on that list. Um, but honorable mentions, I would have to say, man, you guys nailed a lot of them, but, um, I might be slightly biased on this, but I, I, I like, I like Jader and Clark. <laughs> uh, um, that's a slight bias on that though. Um, defensively, absolutely. man, we, I mean, we just had so many great defensive players um, come through. Cornerback um, safeties. Uh, they do make it very hard. So I, mm. I think the hardest position, I think you already hit on it was it might've been quarterback Quarterback was so hard because I'm telling you, there were so many different ways, like so many different ways you can take a look at this, right? Cause Jadrian had a full four years. Right. So he saw the majority of the, out of every quarterback, he had more time in the decade than anybody else. So it's like, I mean, do we go with Jadrian? Cameron Higgins was phenomenal, but he played, he played 2010 His most of his time was before, before that decade. Right. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting argument. Right. And so right. Cam- Camry wrote the record books. He owns every single passing record in Weber State history, but he only had the one year. Or then there's Cantwell, who everybody loves, and he's got the intangibles and the leadership. Jake Constantine won a few conference championships for Weber State. And so quarterback, man, Cam, I think you might have hit the nail on the head to me. That that might have yeah. been the toughest one. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely was the toughest one. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind catching a football for any of those guys. So <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, I, I will say this. As we kind of reflect upon the all decade team, I, uh, you know, it, it, start to finish, it's the most complete decade, the best decade of football in, in Weaver State football history by, by far. I mean, how many, how many playoff appearances, playoff wins, semifinal bursts? I mean, there was a lot that happened in this stretch that, that, that you know, did not happen in, on, for any 10 year stretch in, in Weaver State football history. Yeah, it was a great decade of Wildcat football for sure. It closed out on a high, right? There were two quarterfinal appearances and a semifinal appearance. The Wildcats going into uncharted territory, reaching that semifinal in 2019. And hopefully the 2021 spring season has even a, a, a deeper playoff run for this Wildcat team. Now to close things out here, we're going to take a fly around the sky. Got some big games in the big sky this week. And I want to get you guys' take on it. I want some predictions. Who's going to be winning these games? We'll start out with the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona coming off a buzzer-beating win against SUU. 
or Eastern Washington ranked in the top 25, but they had a deflating loss in the Kibbe Dome. Some, some might even say controversial loss in the Kibbe Dome. So, Chappie, let's toss it to you. Jackson Eagles, who you got? Yeah, it's uh, Angry Iwu. Is that maybe our like our hashtag for the weekend? They're, they're yeah. Iwu, Eastern Washington is going to be, they're going to be playing angry and they're going to take it out on Northern Arizona, who, although the game last week versus SUU was exciting, it was exciting maybe for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it wasn't great football, <laughs> but, but it was, it was exciting at the end and there were a lot of miscues there. Um, so I fully expect Eastern Washington there. The, a lot of the story, I know a lot of the story that our big sky podcast network cohorts have been making is that, you know, they're playing an outdoor football game in Cheney, Washington in, you know, the first week of March when Northern Arizona has a, a very nice, temperature controlled dome that they could be playing in. So uh, a lot of our Eastern Washington folk are uh, curious about what the temperature at game time is going to be. That's right. A little bit of an added wrinkle. Big Sky has been trying to get teams in this early part of the spring season into the domes or in the good weather football cities. And so this one's got a little bit of a wrinkle. Cam, we got the Lumberjacks heading up to the red turf. Who you got? I would have to agree. Um, The red turf is going to take it. The the Eagles are going to take it. Um, I think that weather will play a little bit of a factor, but I also think uh, Eastern Washington has always been a, a pretty good and pretty solid team as well. Did you ever play on the red turf? Oh, yeah. Played plenty of games on the red turf and in the snow. <laughs> is it as terrible as it looks? Like, as a fan, like, I tell the Eastern, I don't tell the Eastern Washington folks or do tell them, but it's, it's so terrible. Like, is it that terrible on the field? Is it, is it hard to play on it? It's nowhere near as terrible on the field. Looking at it just from a distance and even on film, it hurts your eyes. But on the field, it's it's not an issue. Almost feels like you can't see their players when they're, they're wearing all red. They're, it's like they're <laughs> camouflaged. Yes. <laughs> all right. We're heading to the next game. We got the UC Davis Aggies, Weber State's next opponent, heading to the Kibbe Dome. Are the Vandals beatable in the Kibbe Dome? Is it possible? Can they be beat? Chappie, Aggies, Vandals. Not this week. They cannot. <laughs> the The Idaho Vandals are riding high on past glory and the prospects of it being future glory. Um, I don't know if they're as good as, as they looked last week against Eastern Washington, but they're, they're probably going to be better than Davis. I'm, we're going to be watching this game here. The Weber State faithful should be watching this game uh, more or less to, to get a preview of what, what UC Davis is going to look like. It's going to be our first look at them. I think they should be watching Wildcat faithful should be watching this game because in my opinion, it's the big sky game of the week. I think it's the best game on the TV schedule this week in the big sky. Cam, who you got Aggies Vandals. So uh, I would have to agree. I want to see a, a very good game between the two, just so we can get the most out of them um, as far as scouting, but I would have to go with um, Idaho. Um, I, I don't, I don't agree with too many Idaho schools, but I think, I think they'll, they'll get this one and win. Um, like you said, that they are riding kind of high off, off of the past couple of seasons. And I do think they, they think they're the top of the big sky, but uh, we all know Weber state is, and uh, I do believe Idaho will take that. That's right. Love to hear it. So I didn't make my prediction for NAU Eastern Washington. I'm taking the Eagles. And then in this game, the Davis Idaho game, I'm taking the Vandals because the Kibbe Dome, man, it, it's like Hogwarts. Like it just when the Kibbe Dome senses that the Vandals are going to lose, something happens. The scoreboard comes out of nowhere and blocks the field goal. And I mean, the, the Kibbe Dome will not allow the Vandals to lose this game. Idaho's going to win it. <laughs> 
So hey, one more thought on the Kibbe Dome, okay? Why does the Kibbe Dome feel like a place you'd want to watch a football game when you see it on TV, but Holt Arena, which is literally the exact same plan, <laughs> feels like just a, a pile of trash on TV. Like why, <laughs> why does that happen? Like I'm watching Holt Arena. I'm like, man, like they're playing in an airplane hangar. Like this is, this is terrible. But you know, when you, when you, when you turn it over to, to the Kibbe Dome and watch Idaho and Moscow, it's like, man, that, I'd like to see a game there, but they're the exact same arena, literally. Cam, your thoughts on Holt Arena? Um, yeah, definitely a rougher arena. Um, it's, it's even hard to get to and from the field. Uh, I think that's all part of the setup, but it is it is a pretty tough place to just to even be in the arena, you know? Just a tough setup up in Pocatello. So, the, I mean, I agree with you, Chappie. The Kibbe Dome looks somewhat inviting. Looks like it could be a good time. And I heard that a lot of Eastern Washington Eagle fans made their way over to Moscow to see their team get denied by the scoreboard and the officiating. But, yeah, I am taking the Vandals. Sounds like we all got the Vandals in this one. All right. Now we're heading to the Who Wants to Be Weber State's Rival Bowl, Idaho State. At SUU, Bengals, Thunderbirds, Chappie, who are you taking? You know, uh, I like Idaho State as a team. Okay? They they weren't. No, you don't. I'm, I'm, okay, excuse <laughs> me. I don't like them in the sense that I like them overall. They didn't look terrible last week. And Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt looked like a decent quarterback. You know, he he didn't like the pressure. When we when we put pressure on him, he, he kind of short-armed some throws. But I, I like the way they looked as a team. They 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 literally have one of the best names in college football in a guy named Malachi Rango. I mean, that is that, that's, that's the top cool, shelf. Dude, that is a cool name. Like you know that kid is tough. He's <laughs> gotta be tough. And 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 so I I he was good. I, I like I like the way Idaho State plays. I think they're going to be decent this year and not terrible. So last we were spoiled in the name game last week. Bronson Barron against Malachi Rango. I sure was. What a matchup! My word. Wasn't it Barron Bronson or was it? uh, Who knows? You know what? We may never know. It certainly (laughs) appears that nobody around the conference knows. So hey, we might never find out, and that's okay because I think they're interchangeable. Barron Bronson, Bronson Barron. Either way, we love him. He's our guy. Cam, Bengals and Thunderbirds. Who you got? I'm going to roll with the Thunderbirds on this one. All right. Um, I just think SU is always kind of a hardy team. And um, just as far as defensively from the um, from Idaho State, I saw a lot of flat-footedness. Um, and I think um, unless they fix that, then SU has a pretty good chances at, um, at winning and, and continuing those explosive plays. And I, I believe some of that flat-footedness um, is just because they're coming up and playing that run so hard. But um, it, it, it cost them, as we saw in our game. Yeah, this one is such a tough pick for me because Idaho State's got a, a pretty stout run defense. It was the three four that Joe Hawkins was talking about in our last last episode. But I mean, Weber State also just tore up the Bengals secondary, and we saw SUU's quarterback Justin Miller toss five tutties last week. And so yeah, I'm taking SUU <laughs> in Cedar City. I got the Thunderbirds. It doesn't feel good, but hey. We got the Thunderbirds. All right. Last game of the week. We've got Weber State at Cal Poly. Psych. That game was postponed. So we'll be playing the Aggies next week. We were happy to bring you this episode of the bye week 
game day show on Weber State Weekly. Want to thank Cam Livingston for showing up, making an appearance. One of the best wide receivers in Wildcat history. Cam, thank you so much. We also want to thank our sponsor, WildcatRack.com. You can go and get all your officially licensed Weber State gear from WildcatRack.com. They're a friend of the show. Go help them out and support them. Also, just want to remind you one more time that we have a Patreon that is active. If you like our content as much as we like bringing it to you, you can go to Patreon. You can support Weber State Weekly. There are two tiers, the purple and white. Each has their own benefits. Please go and support us as we continue to bring this fantastic Weber State content to you. You can find us on the internet, WeberStateWeekly.com. Find us on Twitter, the best place to find us on game days, at Weber State Weekly. You can also find us on Instagram, at Weber State Weekly. Fellas, great show, great show, great stuff. Looking forward to what goes on in the big sky today. And we'll wrap it up how we always do by saying, Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great, great. <laughs> That's right. Go Wildcats. <laughs> oh, oh.